we are starting an amazing series. I'm excited about it. Um, uh, Josh suggested the name for Losing My Religion. I struggled with it for a, few, for a few weeks, but I like the title. I like the imagery. I think it comes and it hits you in the face, right? It's time to lose some religion. And I'm, today, I'm going to be explaining what that is. And I'll give you my title right up front. On this Independence Day, my title is Declare Your Dependence. Declare your dependence, declare your dependence. And I want to walk through this process and then I want to get you out to your, your hot dogs and hamburgers. Please, if you're going to eat that stuff, eat it clean. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> eat the good stuff, eat the clean stuff. Don't put a bunch of junk in your body. All right. And if you're going to blow your money away and burn it up, don't blow the budget for the heating or the MUD this month. Your kids don't need to see fire. They need to see stability. Okay, so um, typically when people, countries, when they look for independence, it's because they're looking for a place to live their life that's free from tyranny, free from overtaxation, free from taxation without representation free from abuse, free from control. So they look for a place of independence. So it is in our country. The leaders at the time felt like war was necessary to bring freedom to the people who were citizens at the time. Um, I wasn't a citizen at the time, neither were my ancestors. But we were in this country and even fought for the freedom of this country that we live in. So the Boston Tea Party was about taxation without representation. If it takes me a dollar to grow this tea and you wanna be taxed, you wanna tax me 75% of it, I wanna be free from you. That leads to a war. That leads to a space where we need to be free. Does that make sense? You understand your country? Okay. Now. In the case of us and in the case of Adam, Adam also became independent. Adam became independent from heaven's rule. Not because of tyranny, listen to me, not because of overtaxation, not because of a lack of control over his life. Adam became independent because he was ignorant. He did not understand the power of dependence on our real country. Our real country is not the place we live in. And if you haven't traveled outside the Midwest or the United States, you'll eventually find out that regardless of our media, we are a small part of the entire world. Very small part. Okay? So Adam, Adam didn't understand how empowered he was, how free he was. Sticking with me? Am I going too fast? I'll jump right in the middle of it. He didn't understand the liberty that he had. So when Satan came to him and his wife and they ate that which was forbidden, which was God's system, they shouldn't have eaten it, 
They were never supposed to know pain. They were never supposed to know tyranny. They were never supposed to know sickness or disease or death. But they were introduced to it through ignorance. Because these were the words that Satan said to Eve. He said, God doesn't want you to eat from this because you're going to be like him. If you eat this, you're going to be like him. If you do this, you're going to be like God and your eyes will be open. You'll be wise. You'll be smart. What Eve didn't realize is that she was already like God. Watch me as I shift now. In the same way, if you're living in a country that is religious, but you don't know it. If you're living in a religious system and you don't realize it's a religious system, not necessarily a godly system, then you too can be conned, fooled, manipulated, controlled. When you hear about freedom all the time, I have the freedom to be who I want. I have the freedom to choose what I want. I have the freedom to be whatever sex I want. I can change every day. I have the, fr I have the freedom to bear arms and shoot you. I have the freedom. Now we begin to make our politics our religion. I'm coming. Buckle up. Here is when we lost our dependence on God. And by the end of my few minutes, I'm hoping I can convince you, talk you into, uh, coerce, no, give you enough information that you will be able to say, I, I, need, I need to declare my dependence today. Because everything you see in these man-made systems is going to fall. They're being propped up now. but the props won't last. Here it is. Here it is. Tell yourself, don't tell your neighbor. Tell yourself, hang on now. Don't walk out. Let me just read the word to you. Okay? Genesis 3:22. Here it is now. Genesis 3:22. These verses represent Adam and Eve heard from God. They know who they are. Now Eve and Adam have been tempted. Eve eats first. Her husband eats it. Another subject. Now their eyes are open. They fall. This is the fall. Here are the results of the fall. You ready? Read this with me. Then the Lord said, behold, the man has become like one of us, capital U, to know good and evil because they were never supposed to know good and evil. They were only supposed to know good. And now lest he be put out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God did what? Sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. Now, so God says, God says, this man, his eyes are open. He's getting ready to know evil in his life. So I got to take the tree of life. I got to give him away from the tree because if he eats from the tree of life, he becomes permanently that. Whenever you eat from the tree of life, you become permanently that. But God had a plan to send Jesus to save us. 
So now God has to separate us from the tree of life so we can wait for the proper time for Jesus to come to save us. Too much, I'll move on. I'll move on. So now he has to kick them out of Eden. Eden is the place of becoming. Eden is the place where you discover who you are, you develop who you are, and you become who you are. Now they've got to move out of Eden. So verse 24, so he drove out the man and he placed the cherubim there to protect against the east gate. He's like with the sword of, on fire. He says, I don't want you to come back in here. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Adam's disobedience abdicated our dominion and it severed our relationship with God. Abdication means the devil didn't steal it Adam gave it away. Satan is cunning. Very cunning. Cunning doesn't mean smart. Cunning means he knows how to manipulate you by what you think and feel. Cunning means he understands your ignorance and your knowledge. And he uses your ignorance to work against you. I may not be against you. I may have no problem with you. But Satan knows you're vulnerable. Satan knows you've been forced to believe when you look at a person like me, you automatically make a judgment. That's not my problem, that's yours. Because I don't really care what you think about me. And I know that bothers some people. Because you need me to care how you feel about me. I don't. Mississippi taught me that. Too much for some. Let me write some notes here because that brother is making me uncomfortable. Because you don't know who you are. Satan starts to tell you stuff about you that you want to be, but you don't know you already are. <laughs> Whatever you want, you already got. <laughs> Whatever you want to be, you already have. But if you don't know you already have it, I'll come and offer you an apple and say, this apple will give it to you. Now... They're out. They have no relationship with God. They're unholy. Now, how does this work? When Adam fell, every, every human being was in him. Sorry, cousin. We're cousins. Every human being was in Adam. Every one of us were in his loins. Right? So when he sinned, we all sinned. All of us were in him. All of us fell. And now... We're born in iniquity. We're born in sin. We're all of us are born in it, but we also have no relationship with God. You see what I'm saying? That was our day of independence. Now we have to depend on ourselves. Now we have to feed ourselves. I don't have a garden to live in no more. <laughs> and my garden was beautiful first. Now my life, my garden is full of weeds. It's full of chaos. It's full of lack. 
I used to be able to talk to the plant and it would give me what I needed. Fish would jump out of the pond onto my plate, fried with a little bit of a mixture of flour and cornmeal. <laughs> now I can hardly find fish. I can hardly eat. I can't sleep in peace. I'm harassed all the time. There's not enough money. There's not enough honey. And there's not enough funny. There's not enough love. There's not enough supply. There's not enough joy. So now I'm in a desperate search for life. But now I got to figure it out myself. Guess what happens instantly? Anyone else is trying to figure it out, you become my enemy. Because there's not enough for all of us. Now, if there's not enough for all of us, somebody has to take power and decide the pecking order. Come on, AWC. Everywhere you go, you can't be ignorant now. You got to understand what's going on. And as soon as you understand what's going on, you'll stop marching and you'll start working. My second point. Let me move on. This is y'all, y'all just just say hallelujah one time. Hallelujah. Thank you. Some of y'all are turning colors because you stopped breathing a few minutes ago. So now we have this issue of separation. Now we have to put in place a power that replaces God. Because every man, woman, and child is searching for something that you're missing. All of us are. All of us are. And we have to look for that. Here it is in the Bible, Genesis 4, 25. Here it is now. So Adam and Eve have two boys. Who were they? Which one killed the brother? Cain kills Abel. This is an issue. First murder. Why? Because now there's competition. Only two boys on the earth and they killing one another. Two. Four human beings on the entire planet. <laughs> and one kills his brother. He kills his brother and now listen, what God, listen to what God does. And listen to what happens. Now Adam knew his wife. Again, and she bore a son named Seth. For God appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. Read with me. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born. His name was Enosh. Read the last phrase of that verse. Then men begin to only time this is mentioned in the Bible. And you've never read it. There's no God. There's murder. There's mayhem. Seth. Seth is born. And now he has a child. Cain has a child. Abel has a child. So now what happens? Men begin to call on the name of the Lord. Let me tell you this. They never had to call on his name before now. Never. They, they never had to wonder where God was. They never were alone. They, never, they were never in a place 
Adam never felt vulnerable. Adam never suffered, suffered, uh, he never suffered lack. He had never been ill. He'd never been confused. But now, here's what's happening. Adam literally said, when God came to look for him, he said, I am naked and vulnerable. You know what it feels like to be uncovered? Unprotected? And vulnerable. Adam had never felt it. We don't know how long Adam had been on earth. But this was the first time he felt naked, uncovered, unprotected. The first time he felt like he couldn't provide for his wife and family. That's vulnerability. What's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my wife, my husband? What's going what's to happen to the world around me? This vulnerability now makes something need to happen. I'm vulnerable, and here's the question. God, where are you? Where are you? Say that. Where are you? I can't feel you. I can't see you. I don't, I'm vulnerable. I'm alone. I feel like I'm open to anything that can happen to me. I'm unprotected. I need, I need, I mean, I need things. I mean, for a long time, we don't know how long Adam was here, but all Adam had to do was wake up and just uh, speak to stuff. He never had to use his hands. Everything was provided for him. Now there is nothing provided for him. So his question is, God, where are you? This desperation on mankind. Here is the birth of religion. Listen to me. Let me do it like this. When you have to now try to figure out where God is, where is he? How can I please him? How can I be in relationship with him? There's going to be a system that's going to be built to control you. Let me, let me bust this open. The last seven years, because I have spent my whole life building bridges between cultures, my whole life with intent. But in the last seven years, I can't tell you the text messages Emails, phone calls of people who will say, hey, Martin, are you going to vote Republican? Martin, where do you stand? Do you stand with Black Lives Matter? Do you stand with Blue Lives Matter? Do you stand with Gray Pink Lives Matter? That's over here. Stand here. Stand here. Over here. Come, Galen. Over here, I'm getting other phone calls, text messages. From people who are saying, you got to vote for this person because he stands for black people. Over here, they're telling me that if you're black, you got to vote for him. Over here, I'm getting text messages from people who are saying, now, you're a preacher and the Bible says, and you're not saved if you don't vote for him. Now, here's my choice. They think. Martin, you're going to have to decide if you're black 
or you agree with the white God. Y'all uncomfortable yet? Where do you stand? And I say neither. Face the audience and just flap your right hand. Flap your left hand. These two systems are two wings on the same bird. And ain't now one of them kingdom. Sorry, 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 sorry. Ain't now, neither one is kingdom. I'm sorry, I'm from Mississippi. That just came out. Neither one of these are kingdom at all. I'm not going to, God don't care nothing about your election, America. It's an election. God never chooses a president. You elect them based on your mind built on religious systems. God didn't call Obama and he didn't call Trump. You voted them in. Oh, I'm your boy. I was almost hung three times in a tree in front of my house So as a boy. So I'm like, you know what, whatever. Eventually, you have to understand that these systems are built to control you. I got people I went on vacation with who won't talk to me because I didn't choose. People who left this church because we wouldn't choose. I don't choose. You can stop fighting. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I'm not going to choose because there is no choice. Neither one of these work for a kingdom citizen. Let me show you why. Y'all okay? Thank y'all. Don't fly with that bird. Watch this now. Because we have to call on God, Dr. Monroe said it this way, and I love his definition. He said, religion is the worship of a deity through a set of beliefs expressed through set rituals, customs, and rites producing sectarian distinctions and groups. So we have all these groups based on religious thought. And religious thought always divides, separates, and conquers. Let me back up and say this. We live in America and you should vote. Vote for the person that you believe will help your family the most. If you believe it affects your, that's how the country's built. If this person affects your family the best, vote for them. But once you vote, don't expect nothing. I'm going to be your boy today. So here's what religion is. Religion is a man-made system to search for God. God, where are you? Where are you? I need to find you. I need you in my life. I'm searching for you. 
I have to find you because there's an empty part, empty spot in my life. Religion is a man-made system to show you how to please God. How do I please God? Why? Because I'm, I'm headed someplace. I want to find him and I want to please him. I want to be in a good relationship with him, whoever God is, right? Religion is a man-made system to decide who has dominion and who doesn't. I'm coming. Religion is a system in which we can decide who has the dominion given to us in Genesis 1.26 because there's not enough for us all. So who's going to get it? Who's going to be powerful on the earth? That's what religion does. Going to prove it in a minute. Religion is a man-made system to decide who goes to heaven. Now, if you're not human, can you be saved? If you're not human, can you be saved? If you can't be saved, can you go to heaven? I rest my case. All religion ain't got nothing to do with God. Quiet up in AWC on July 4th. Don't mess, don't, mess, don't mess with it, Pastor Martin. Don't mess with it. No, I've been messing with this for a long time. Tell your neighbor if you've been around here, for, you know me for 25 years. I ain't changing. This is what it is. <laughs> now watch this now. How was religion developed? In the year 325, in Turkey, Prince, I mean, the Emperor Constantine decided to bring all the Roman churches together. It was called the Nicene Council. All these Roman Catholics came together. He's the emperor of the world, known world at the time, and he starts his own religion. He decided which books would go in the canon or the Bible. He decided what you would read. He decided to have his own church because only kings can have churches. So he said, this is my church called the Roman Catholic Church. Here are the books I want you to put in the Bible. Here are the books I want you to take out of the Bible. So I want you to take out the books of Enoch. I want you to take out the book that shows people how to walk with God. I want you to take out the book. <laughs> I could name a lot of them. I want you to take out this book where people know who they are. He messed around and left Genesis 1 in there, though. I want you to take all, out all the empowerment books because I don't want any of these people. He didn't care what color your skin was. He was making a decision, I'm king, and I have to decide who I'm going to be king over. He decided I'm king of the whole world. So he built a religion called the Roman Catholic Church. And we're all still Roman. Catholic right now. Every religion in the world is based off that. When I go to some of my conventions where people sort of look like me, they're all dressed like Roman Catholic priests. <laughs> Robes and hats and everything except the smoke. It's a religion of subjugation. 
that all the others are birthed from. Who are we going to control? I'm in, I'm in these meetings all the time. And now I'm having to learn the, what people call dog whistles. I don't, know, I don't know what dog whistles are. I don't get that. I'm from Mississippi. So I had to learn about Nebraska and the Midwest. Y'all still up? You ain't up. So in Mississippi, we, we just say it down there. Y'all had a bunch of Mississippians in town the last couple weeks. Y'all see any of them from Mississippi State at the restaurant? They just say it, don't they? You ain't, you ain't got to guess how they feel. They're going to tell you right here. Now, in the Midwest, they don't do that now. They'll hug you looking for a spot. So it's like you don't know. Right? But when he put this system in place, he put it in place so that he could rule, starting with this church. And all the other churches came out of the Nicene Council. 200 years later in the Roman Catholic Church, they decided who they would enslave. And let me tell you something right now. It wasn't just a skin color. It was a type of person built on the Greek thought process. And the Greek thought process is if you're royal, your children are royal. India still does it. If you're royal, you're, you, your children will be royal. But in this caste system, if you're poor, your family will be poor the rest of your life. If you're indentured, you will be indentured the rest of your life. So now America is built on the same thought process. Same underlying process. We have to decide who we're going to rule over. Now, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that devil in you. And that thing of ignorance and fear, it will not work for you moving forward. No matter who you are, it won't work. Hatred will not work. So in here, we have to deal with that because there are so many systems of the world that's falling in our hands right now. I'm in meetings now, y'all, with some amazing people from the governor's office, from the mayor's office, business entities around the country, from Chicago, from places, and I'm in these rooms and they want to understand, why are you the only preacher in the room? Why are you here? How did you get invited? What did you do? What do you do? We're not used to preachers being in these kind of meetings to talk about economics. And preachers being, yeah, I'm coming. And preachers being in these meetings and they don't have a chip on their shoulder. A preacher's being in the meeting and now they're walking around offended. I said, I'm not offended with anyone. You can't offend me. But I'm here to let's do some things. That's wonderful. That's fine. Okay, what about this economic plan? What's the performer? 
What's going to be the ROI? How long is this project? Who's leading it? How do we communicate it? Wow, we've just never heard a preacher talk like this. So I finally said, okay, let's stop. What kind of stuff do you think I should be talking to you about? Well, we just expected, you know, we know Jesse Jackson. I said, I don't know him. Who is that? Who, Al Shopton, who is Al? I don't know Al. I don't know these people. I've never been in a room with them. I don't care what they're doing. Because whatever they're doing ain't working for, okay. Ain't none of that work for me. a street named after Martin Luther King I don't need a museum I don't need a federal holiday the federal people don't work no way don't give me no perfunctory don't give me a street or a day I don't have to go to work I work on Martin Luther King Day my whole family works I get them up since they were kids Martin Luther King Day, let's go to work. Let's go do something. Well, it's a holiday. No, it's a holy day. Let's get to work. We're too far behind to be sitting around. When you get mad, stuff runs from you. But when you become aware with ease and with peace, things begin to be attracted to you. Ask your neighbor, are you mad? Are you mad? Tell them, no. I'm not mad at anybody for any reason. Here we go now. <laughs> Here we go. So here's the conflict. Y'all okay? Here's the conflict, Genesis 1.26. Here's the conflict. I want to go back now. Here's, here's the conflict with how things are being done and why the gospel of the kingdom has to be preached. Because I, I don't really face any real negative stuff except from my Christian friends. My, my Christian friends are weird, strange, as if they want me to vote to kill myself. That doesn't make sense to you. I, I, I don't understand. People who've been here and preached here will call me and want to come back. And I'm like, I've called you five times and emailed you. You've never... You never, oh, I didn't know. My secretary must have got him. I'm like, okay, that's great. But now you want to come back to my church. But I've been trying to talk to you for months about this stuff you're preaching. This is not a political pulpit. We, we're not doing that. You can come in and preach the kingdom. But you can't stand up here talking about God did something. And God, God, called, God, called, God. God, you, hold up now. Which God we talking about? Which one? Now, you got to explain him to me. Because if God chose any of these jokers, you got to explain that to me. 
Because you keep adding that scripture to that scripture to that scripture, these types and shadows, until I can't see. It's dark. Oh, it's a witch's brew. Here's the reason God did it. Here's the reason. I'm like, but that, but that was about a king. That was about a, that was about a king. Well, yes, we believe that God. Okay. Uh. We live in a republic that democratically elects. This is not a selection. When we read the Bible and God says David's going to be king, he's not elected. Melchizedek was not elected. How are you going to say God said it and it don't happen? I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I ain't a prophet. I'm not a prophet. I just want to know. If you overhear if you over here prophesying and now you want you, you prophesy as a reverend you're prophesying as a reverend this needs to happen and this is why I'm like ah no thanks over here it's not a reverend it's a prophet it's a prophet over here thus saith the Lord and it's supposed to happen and neither one of them happened Was it God? Was it Memorex? Or was it you? Now my suspicions are aroused. If it didn't happen, why did you prophesy it? What was in it for you? What system were you preaching from? Where did your idea come from? I need to know. Why do you need to know? Why don't you just comply? Why don't you just get along with what's going on? Why are you standing up? Why are you doing whatever? Because that's who I was created to be. And I got kids and grandkids coming. And I want them to know who they are. And I want them to walk in the love of Christ and serve the world in the best condition they can. I don't want my grandchildren walking around afraid. I'll get into that Wednesday night. <laughs> That's what Josh used to do when he didn't want me to catch him. He would run like that. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be mad at him. Boy, don't you run from me. I'm, you, his mom would be cracking up. I'm like, why are you running like that? That's weird. <laughs> okay, here it is. Let us make man, come on, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing on the earth. So God created man in his image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female, both men and women are created in God's image, and he created them. Then God said, then he blessed them. And he said to them, all of 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 them, be fruitful. To every human being, I mean, multiply. To all of us, he said, subdue. To all of us, he gave us dominion. And then he gave us a list. 
He said, you got dominion, you got dominion, you got dominion. Now, let me tell y'all, because y'all ignorant, and I know what y'all getting ready to do. So I'm going to give you the list over what you can have dominion over. I'm going to give you a list. I don't want you to guess. Here's the list. What's the list, y'all? Fish? Look at your neighbor. Does your neighbor have scales on them? Fish, what else? Birds. Check them out. Any feathers? Any feathers? What's on the list? What's next? Creeping things. Is your person next to you a creeper? I didn't say, oh, they're creeps. Do they walk on all fours? Do they have many legs? Are they cattle? Then how do you have dominion over them? How could you have dominion over another human being and be right with God? The only way you do that is if you build a religion that gives you the right to do it. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to talk to you right now. I'm going to talk to you right now because when I, when I go to nations, especially West Africa, I say I need to see two things. I need to know where my embassy is so if anything pop off, Take me to my embassy so I can register. <laughs> right? So we will drive three hours to get to the embassy. Take a picture and say, hey, we up in this country so that our ambassador knows where we are. If I call you, come get me. The second thing I want them to do is take me. I want to go there and fill it myself. I want to go to the slave ports. So I go. I go there. I go to every slave port I can, and I just walk with the historian. Once in Nigeria, Dr. Moby was there. I have pictures with me and Dr. Moby. Dr. Moby, his grandfather was the one that ended slavery in this part of the world. So I'm talking to him. He says, can I pray for you? He lays hands on me, and he anoints me and sends me back to America. He says, go talk to my children. Tell them who they are and where they're from. Can I give you a characteristic of every place this happened where I went? It's always at the ocean. And the ships are out there, but on the shore is a Catholic church. And in every country I went to, this is how the church is used. When they bring in people that are getting ready to be slaves, they bring them in the bottom of the church where they're chained. Uganda, it doesn't matter. When it's time to board the ships, there are about three things that has to happen at every place. There's a staircase that brings them up the back to the altar. Every slave becomes a Christian. Doesn't matter what your tribal gods were. The priest gives them communion and calls them Christian. Sorry. Then they're taken out of the back of the church where they all drink what they call from the well of forgetfulness. In the back of all of them, there's a well of water and every person has to drink 
And the prayer there is, may they never remember where they're from. In Genesis, what the enemy of today wants you to forget is that you already have dominion. You don't need permission from anyone. You don't have to give up who you are to anyone. You don't have to submit to anybody's idea of you. And I like being with those kind of people who just know who they are. You know, I'm cool right here, Martin. Like, cool. If you're cool, I'm cool. Now, when you get uncool, tell me. <laughs> then there is a spot of the place they call in every country the, 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 the place of no return. And once you walk through that thing, now you're loaded on ships. In every place I visited, there was a church. So when I left my denomination, everybody was upset with me. I was an elder in my denomination. They wanted to know, we don't need another church. Why are you going? I was laughed at, ridiculed. And they all asked, what are you going to teach? What's going to be different? I said, I just can't come to another church service where you tell me everything's going to be all right after a while. Where you tell me to send up my timber to build some mansion in the sky. I just can't, I can't do it. And I said these words, I believe there are 30 people in this city who are tired of it too. I just believe there are some people in this city that are like, if God sent me here, I need to live well here. If I'm living here, there's got to be a way to do well here. There's got to be some black people who are saying, I don't want to be mad at white people. There's got to be. There's got to be some white people that say, hey, let's get over it. Let's move on. Let's get some things done. Let's work together. I said, they got to be here because I'm here. I'm here, and I have a desire to be with everybody. There's got to be somebody that wants to be with everybody. There's got to be somebody that's trying to work together, get over who we are, and come to church. Well, if you had told us that was your vision, we would have really told you that'll never work in Omaha. You'll never get people of the same, of different types in church on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. They told me that, they told me, they told me. Sunday morning in Omaha is the most segregated time. Everybody goes to black churches, white churches, uh, Latino churches. They all stay together. Not only that, the Catholics are together. The Lutherans are together. The, the Methodists are together. And I said, there's got to be 30 people who are like, I want to I be in a culture where I don't have to be colorblind. I know you're white. You eat casserole. Just let me bring the grits. Ain't got no problem with your taco. Just let me bring the pig feet. I mean, 
I said, there's got to be somebody in this city that's hungry to be with their brothers and sisters. There's got to be. I said, there's got to be. There's got to be. There's got to be some place, some place where we have every type of worship. There's got to be a church where some of us are crying and just sitting there. Some of us are standing still. Some of us are speaking Spanish in worship. Some of us are wearing shorts and some of us are wearing suits. Some of us are millionaires sitting next to a welfare person. But it's just people in church. I said, I said, there's got to be a place. And then they hit me with the big one. They said, that's, that's, that's good, Martin. That's good, Martin. The problem is you're black. Those kind of people are not going to gather with you. They're not going to be around you. They said, that's not going to happen. That was the only time I cried. I went home and put my head in my wife's lap. I said, I don't know what we're doing. And nobody believes it'll happen. Now, my wife now, y'all know her. She's not the pat your head type. She said, I love you. She prayed for me. She said, get up. She said, what did God tell you? And I said to her, he didn't tell me nothing. <laughs> I ain't heard nothing from God. She said, what do you feel? I said, I just feel like, I just feel like, I feel like this church is going to have significance in this city. I feel like what we're getting ready to do is going to be a blessing to the world. Then she said, go do it and I'll help you. Now look at y'all. Look at y'all sitting in here. Look at you sitting in here with that idea that you're saying, I don't know her. I don't know him. I don't know who they vote for. I don't know how they really think. But here we are right up here in this church together. And what you didn't know, AWC, is that there was a world out there looking for this culture. They're in this room now. I won't point them out. But the powers that be are taking notice of what we're doing. And they're saying, wow, that's a place we might be able to make this vision happen. And I'm saying it absolutely is. Sit down, y'all. What y'all doing? Give me, give me 15 now. Watch this now. God says, here it is. Every man has dominion. Here's what I want you to see. Can you see it? Are there any churches in that scripture? There are no churches in that scripture. Is there any praise and worship? Are there any preachers? No. What I'm doing here it was created by the fall. Worship team, preaching, buildings, churches would never exist if Adam and Eve had not fallen. How are you going to tell people to worship when God is right there with them? going to tell people to love one another when there's never been any introduction of prejudice or fear or anything they just love one another everybody's human there's no sectarian system there's no there's no there's no political system we don't have to elect nobody jesus is sitting right there in the center of the city 
So now the only reason church exists is for sermons like this to preach the kingdom to you. So that you find out who you are and who your neighbor is. Look at someone next to you and say, hey, cousin. <laughs> oh, mm -mm. Ain't they cousin now? <laughs> Sorry, but you is. It's like a big family reunion. You got some cousins you don't want nobody to know. <laughs> mm -mm. It's not my cousin. It's distant. Say Jesus and religion. I've been taught the last seven years by my friends who want me to have this certain influence with them or they can't be friends with me. I'm like amazed. You really thought you were that important to me? How did I go wrong to give you that impression that I would choose your way of thinking just to save our relationship? Uh, my dad would say these words with a sixth grade education. He would say these words I remember as a little boy. He would say, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I will never give up me to be with you. That makes absolutely to me. <laughs> Let me get back to the sermon. Jesus and religion. Matthew 23, 1 through 4. I want to give you a few scriptures on how Jesus saw religion. Don't be shocked because you ain't heard this from no prophets or no reverends because they control religious systems that control you. Here's what Jesus thought of religious people. Then Jesus spoke to the multitudes and to his disciples saying, what did he say? The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe it. It's right. Love everybody. But do not do according to their works. For they say and do not do. For they, listen to what they do now. This, this, is, this is what religious people do. They bind you with heavy burdens, hard to bear. And they lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. <clears throat> they burden you with so much stuff in religious stuff. What to wear, how to look, where to sit, which can't do. Got to do this. Got to go over there. Can't have gay friends. Oh, oh I'm sorry. You can't, you, can't, you can't do nothing. So what they do, they put so much on your shoulders, you can't even think for yourself. You can't think about starting a business. You can't think about getting an education. You can't think about doing anything big because the religious people put burdens on your shoulders. And those burdens are a distraction for you. It's a load. Somebody shout, take it off. So Jesus said, come unto me, all of you who are heavy laden. And they have put burdens on you. And let me give you rest for your mind, your soul. 
Because you're thinking about, you don't want your children leaving the house every day. Turn some of this junk off. You don't want your kids leaving the house every day like this. I wonder who's going to try to take advantage of me today. I wonder what they're going to do. No, if they're playing defense all their life, they will never play offense. Told my kids, play offense. Play offense all the time. Well, they teach us defense is the best part of the game. I said, they're lying. You can play defense all game, but if you never score a point, you lose. Keep the ball in your hand. Keep moving forward. Keep being proactive and aggressive towards your dream. Never stop. Don't look for the boogeyman or you might find him. Don't look for the devil, you might find him. Don't look for someone who wants to take advantage of you because you might find him. Well, everybody don't understand that, Dad. They can't deal with the person that thinks like this. I said, they don't need to deal with you. You need to deal with you. Is this too strong? No, for real, is this too strong? <laughs> Nancy gassing me up. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> what if God called us right here in Omaha, the center of the universe, where everything big happens? What if God called AWC to stand in this place and say, we're not doing all that. We're building the kingdom. We're not going to get involved in any of that. We're going to build the kingdom. We're going to rebuild neighborhoods. We're going to rebuild government. We're going to make millionaires out of everybody. We're going to be a place where love, hope, dominion, and power is the mainstay. Somebody say it's too heavy. It's too heavy what religion puts on me. I can't carry that. It's too much. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 23, 13. I'm sorry, y'all, but Jesus, Jesus was not in profanity, but he was cursing the religious. Not profanity. He wasn't profane. He was saying, woe. Woe means cursed to you. And this is what he said. This is what he said. This ain't what the prophet said or the reverend. This here is Jesus. Stop quoting these people. Here's what Jesus said. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. What are y'all? Hypocrites. Why? Because you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourself, nor do you allow those. Religion shuts you off from the kingdom. Read it in the message. Do I have this in the message? Read it now. It says, I've had it with you. You're hopeless. You religious scholars. You Pharisees. You're frauds. I didn't say it. He did. I told my friends. I said, you're a fraud. You're a fraud. And I'm telling you to your face. You're only doing this because you make thousands of dollars from people who believe like you do. Well, Martin, that's awful strong. No, you should have never called me and told me that I had to vote this way. You didn't know who you were fooling with. You thought I was the pastor of AWC. When I ain't in this pulpit, 
My name is Martin Luther Williams. I'm out there in the world at my house being me. <laughs> Why does being you upset people? Wrong question. Why do you keep hanging out with people who can't accept you the way you are? We keep trying to change you. Martin, it would really be important if you came along with this plan. I said, I'm just a little church in Omaha. Well, Martin, uh, people are saying that you're one of Dr. Monroe's mentees. They're saying that you're one of the ones that's actually doing something. So if you sign up with us, if, 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 you come, if you come with us, you can go and pray for people. Hint, hint. You can come up here and be with us in D.C. Your name will become big. All this stuff. But you got to join with us. Otherwise, you might be leading the people God gave you and, under your influence in the wrong direction. I said, so let me, let, me, let, me, let me play this back. Let me tell you what I heard. What I heard you say is, it doesn't matter what God called me to do. That if I want to be successful, I, I got to come stand with you so that you can give me authenticity. And, and you're going to give me some money. You're going to make me famous and you're going to make me rich if I give you my support and stand. Well, yes, something like that. I said, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me just give you an answer right here. You know, go talk to you, go, to, go pray, come back. Let me give you my answer. See, my concern is if I do what you're asking me to do and I know it's not God for me, I'm scared God gonna kill me. I'm afraid that my assignment will be undone. I, I'm, I'm concerned that if I stand with you and become wealthy, that you'll find a way to own my wealth and control what I say and do from now on. I said, I'm also concerned that I won't be able to look at my wife in her face. I said, I won't be able to look at my children in their face and say, I'm your father. I'm a man of God. I have no, I have no lack in my life. I want to show you how to depend on God and not other people. I said, so my answer is no. And I got calls from both sides. I said, I can't. I can't do that either. The last thing poor people need is for you to give them everything. You call it whatever, socialism, whatever you want to call it. That's not what we need. We need to tell people who they are. We need people to adopt their own dominion. So that's why I'm here, folks. I'm so sorry. 
they're not going to come into the kingdom, but they want to block your way. Here's how, here's how religion shows up. I want to eat a burger too. Here's how religion shows up. It shows up in ignorance. Put them up. It shows up in it shows up in ignorance. It shows up in division. It shows up in oppression. It shows up in poverty. It shows up in sickness. Wherever religion is, these are the systems it brings. Wherever there is religion, there's a system, algorithm. It works whether you know it's there or not. And what's going to happen first is they got to keep you ignorant. They don't want you to know. That's why there are fights about what's in public schools. Ignorance is powerful. If you're ignorant, I can divide you. If I can divide you, now I can choose who to oppress. If I can oppress you, I can cause poverty. Poverty is not an accident. AWC, please, don't be mad at no one. Understand the principle. I can choose who's poor. I can choose who's rich. And I can use polity to do it, backed up by the church. Once I have that in place, I can choose who dies early. I can choose who's going to be unhealthy. I can choose who has to eat plastic. And I can choose who eats fresh organic vegetables. I can choose. Through a system supported by the church. That's why AWC exists. My last point. Matthew 6.31 in the Message Bible says, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. <laughs> Y'all with me? So what do you do? Steep yourself, steep self life in God's reality, God's initiative, God's provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. That is Matthew 6, 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, 
What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek people who have no God. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. So what do you do? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of being right, and all these things shall be All these things are going to be added to you. Matthew 24, 14. So now, here's my question and here's my hope for you today. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all the world as a witness. And then the end will come. I'm asking you today to say, I declare my dependence on the kingdom. Here's what's going to happen when you do this. You'll finally separate yourself from everything that's religious. You'll separate yourself from the ignorance of religion. <laughs> huh? You'll free yourself to live in God's kingdom and everywhere you go. You're going to have no reason to be afraid, no reason to be concerned, because everything you need will be provided for you. And you'll be a witness everywhere you go as to the goodness of God. Just in case... You miss me on Wednesday. Let me tell you this story. Jesus Jesus was ministering with his disciples. And one of his disciples saw another group of another race, another people. And they were casting demons out in the name of Jesus. They were saying, come out in Jesus' name. But they were from a different country. They weren't Jewish. But they were doing Jesus' works. So his disciples, listen to me, his disciples said, we need to go stop them. They're not with us. They're not like us. Jesus said, where did you guys get this concept? His question was, where did you get this thinking? They wanted Jesus to know that they were Jews. And he said, aha, <laughs> you got this from your religion. You got this from the Pharisees. You got this from the Sadducees. The Pharisees and the Sadducees of today, they need you to do one thing. They need you to be afraid. They need you to feel desperate. They need you to feel vulnerable. They need you to feel alone. They need us to feel unempowered. They want you to feel weak. Why? If you're weak, and I'm telling you right now to your face, two wings of the same bird. And 
that that bird is flying the same direction to have power over you. And let me say this without coming across weird. But the 1% of the 1%, they need us doing what we're doing now. They need us being angry at one another. They need us to do it. Because while we're angry, we give away our power. While I'm mad, I give away emotional energy. Then eventually you come to me and you say, hey, here's an apple. Put me in power and I'll give you power. Put me in power, I'll vote for you. Put, put me in power and I'll, I'll answer all your prayers. I'll protect your children. I'll give you jobs. kingdom says there's only one God that can do that and that's the one that created it all he's the only one that can do that he's the only one that can provide jobs and I want to say to you folks and I say this in all the meetings I'm in including the governor's meeting I say anytime the government takes control of something it ends up bad I don't care who it is, where the government is, if we give every all our power to them, it ends up bad. And I'll say this one more time. You don't need anybody to give you anything. Everything you want is inside you. So say it with me. I'm done being afraid. I'm done being mad. <laughs> it takes too much energy. Say it. I'm not mad at my country. I'm not, at, I'm not upset about anything. I'm going to take the opportunities that are in front of me. <laughs> 